Hello. Well, 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 well. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) And so we begin. Uh All right. So there's a lot to talk about this week. I'm going to make this a little a little bit less housewivesy because I want to talk about something else as well that's been pretty big. But before we get into that, let's get started with some introductions. We have my lovely co-host on the line, Riley Knox. Riley, what tell the people what you've been up to. I have been performing. <laughs> That's what I do, darling. Oh well, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> what I do perform. <laughs> I'm known as a top Beyonce impersonator. And um yeah, that's what I do and that's what I've been doing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it oh so well. If you have not seen her perform live, you guys are missing out. <laughs> and- since you know what, since it's uh, technically Thursday when we're filming, well, when we're uh, recording this, um, let's do like a little throwback because for those of you who don't know that, you know, she's also an artist and she's also had music out there. So be sure to check out her single uh, and video, Turn Me On, featuring me. Mm-hmm. On YouTube. Featuring you. <laughs> You're talking about me. I love. I lost a very expensive pair of shoes in that shoe. So, guys, go watch that video. He ruined a an amazing pair of shoes just for me. Isn't that just uh, the nicest thing ever? I had a pair of Giuseppe's, and then I didn't have a pair of Giuseppe's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about that, by the way. <laughs> The director said, hey, can you film this in the swamp area over here? I said, absolutely. And he said, see, that, that is love. That's so sweet of you. I appreciate That's love. It. I'm not replacing the shoes, but I, <laughs> but I appreciate it. And note, I never even asked for you to replace those shoes. That's I, what kind of friend I am. Way after. <laughs> um, and where can they follow you? On social media at Riley Knox, R I L E Y K N O X X. That's two X's, hashtag Fort Knox. Are you on Twitter? Yeah, but I just don't ever get on it because I just you don't, don't tweet what other people are saying. I like the pictures. <laughs> Yikes. I like I speak more through pictures than I do through well, you know, I, my um, Instagram, whenever I post a photo, it goes out to my Twitter feed. So I try to get on Twitter more, but I, in my mind, I'm just thinking, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be saying on here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think my thoughts come in a longer stream of consciousness than 140 characters. Yeah. I used to have it where it would go, my whatever I put on Instagram will go straight to Facebook and Twitter. But I forgot the password and I forgot I never even even tried because I was like, I don't even go on Twitter. Like, apparently Twitter's a new porn, but that's another su- subject. So. Girl, everything is a new porn. Not Tumblr. <laughs> not Tumblr. Uh, well, not anymore. Yes, I'm um, for that, but that's another story too. 
So for those of you who may be following Riley but not following me, I'm DJ Richie Sky. You guys can follow me at DJ Richie Sky. That's S K Y E. Um, I am Are on the Twitter. That's not following you. Come on. I don't know, but you just never know. You never. You might just be one <laughs> You just never know. Um, so I want to talk about. I want to start things off. You know, we're going to talk a little bit housewives, but I want to talk something that you and I both are obsessed with. And it's been the talk of the town in literally everything that I have, you know, been engaged in, in terms of work, all that good stuff. Um, What I want to talk about is, you know, this Wendy Williams thing. Mmm. You know, yeah. and 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 just for let me get to the people who don't know if you've been living under a rock, you know, Wendy made the announcement that she has been living in a sober house. And mm-hmm. to be very honest with you, I had to look that up. Yeah, you, I, I've known people who've lived in sober houses before, so I knew exactly what it was. You knew what it was? was? Yeah, oh, of course I knew what it was. I, I've, I know many people who have lived in sober houses. Um... I also I sh- knew what she was saying too. I don't think people listened to what she was saying. I think I feel like people heard her say, "Oh, I relapsed and I'm now living in a sober house and I had to go get treatment or like I'm addicted to cocaine and crack again." She never said that. Okay, so this is what's so confusing about this situation. So she has said that she is living in the sober house in my mind when she said it I thought oh well nobody does you know nobody drinks or takes anything you know any pills or anything like that in her home and I'm thinking to myself okay that <laughs> I was like oh that well, that makes sense everybody you know in the household is supporting her you know meaning like her mm. husband or whatever no you know sometimes those sober houses are a requirement for people who have um who have gotten out of like sometimes it's for people who've gotten out of it's like a halfway house people have gotten out of prison or whatever but it's basically like like-minded individuals who are trying to stay sober and it's like a support group for them um she mentioned that you know she quit cold turkey years ago but she never got help for it like she never like she just quit cold turkey and people who are involved in in addiction will say to you or in recovery will say to you that that's not a good way to go to, to just quick cold turkey that you need help you need support so she basically has this hunter foundation and she said you know what i never got help for it but i wanted to get closer to my brothers and sisters in recovery and so she chose to go live in a sober house and and so living in a sober house is a choice for some for most people but here's the thing that confusing i think is because you know, when she made this declaration, you know, and she's doing the crying and all that good stuff, you know, she really didn't explain to people, you know, what was going on that led her to living in the sober house. Because here's the thing, you know, recently a photograph has surfaced of her husband yes. on vacation with the mistress, right? Yes. So... So I'm people thinking thought, that oh, he's using people, it. Again. <laughs> well, yeah, because she and I feel like it's her fault because she wasn't clear because I, as the viewer and much of the Internet from everything I'm looking at on YouTube, everybody is speculating 
that she really wasn't dealing with her Graves disease, that she's literally dealing with a situation where she's become reliant on medications. And people are saying that's it's not the crack cocaine anymore. It's now a new addiction, which is the medications, which is as a result of dealing with everything with her husband, who allegedly also broke her arm. You see, I don't believe any of that. Maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm, but I, I listen to what people say, but also how they say it. So, so when she was talking about this, you know, sober house, she first of all talked about the Hunter Foundation. And she was talking about how they've helped people and how they want to help more people. And she wanted to really dig into the trenches and really like research and really know more about it. Because when you quit cold turkey, you're not in a program and you don't know about like the ins and outs of addiction. I have several friends that I'm very close to that have been in recovery for years and years. And I've been to meetings before. I am not in recovery. However, I know what they go through and I understand the lingo a little more, but I feel like people who didn't understand that are, are thinking like, Oh, she's using again, or she got, she's addicted to something. The thing is addiction never goes away. You're, you're an addict for life. You're recovering. Right. You're recovering addict. Sometimes it transfers to other things and in other ways. Most of the time it does. Sometimes people become shop shopaholics. Sometimes people overeat, whatever, but you know, you're sober as far as like drugs and all of that. The thing is, she never said that well she said that she hurt her arm broke her arm um i forgot how she said she did it but it was she it was not she didn't say it was because of her husband i mean people were speculating that and then the graves disease and all that stuff people are always going to speculate things but the way i feel with wendy is if she's okay with her situation and she seems totally fine and she wants to live in that situation of being in an open marriage if that's the case then I don't think that we can judge her for that. I don't think Wendy Williams's job is to 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 her job is to talk about everybody else's life, not her own. She wants to divulge whatever she wants about her life, cool, but that's not what we watch Wendy for. We don't watch Wendy to talk about to, as like a reality show about her life. We to watch her to talk about what she her opinion is on other celebrities and the messiness that they get into or the not messiness like that they get into. That's what we watch Wendy for. That's what her show exists for. That's what her career has been built on. Her career wasn't built on like sharing her life. You know? Well, so people well, say to me, she talks about everybody else while she talks about herself. No, that's not her job. Well, and, and there's some truth to that. I, I do believe that there's some 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 real truth to that. I think what's, what people are interested in now is two things. One, you know, because she has spent her career talking about everybody else, I think now people are saying that, you know, now your situation, you're talking about other people because even when she just had the beef with Howard Stern, even though it wasn't a beef on her part, where she basically said that he'd gone Hollywood, you know, mm. he clapped back and said, you should worry about your marriage and not worry about me. So it gives people now ammunition to kind of come back at her Yes. Whereas maybe they wouldn't have had any ammunition before. And then the second thing is, I think we as the viewer have been affected by all of this because it's physically affecting her. Mm -hmm. And because we don't feel like, you know, here's the thing. 
again, like when people are on reality television, and I think you can probably attest to this too, because you're just as, you know, you, we're, on, we're on the same obsession line. You know what I'm saying? So we know when someone is being evasive or not really real. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Like, for instance, I'm going to give the people exa an example of someone who I feel like this is a problem for. Dorit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. As much as I, I actually like Dorit as a housewife. I love her. Because I feel like she's messy enough to, and, and, and not so, um, I don't think she's that self-aware that I don't think she's editing, if she's editing herself, she's not doing it in the right way. But I feel like there's an evasiveness in a, inauthenticness to her and PK in some way, shape, or form. Would you kind of agree with that? I think people say that because she's very superficial and because of the, the accent. Yeah, okay. There we go. And then there are people that say, well, I knew Dorit before she had this accent. And yeah. granted, you know, she could have lived in England for a while and just adopted it because I think that happens. Also, her husband is, is British, so, I mean... Exactly. I have friends who are British, and when I'm around them, after I leave them, I find myself getting into an Uber talking with an, a slight accent, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I right. can get how that could happen. Like, that's not hard to, you to know, happen. So the thing about it is, I kind of feel like, you know, the impression that everybody is getting is that Wendy is being authentic, inauthentic. Also, when she's, she, it's like she'll give us a message, but everybody's like, bitch, and I, and I hate to say the B word, but everybody's saying like, girl, we know that there's issues going on. We're, we're sitting here looking at the photo of your husband and his mistress. So it's like, this is the problem, the, the problem that I have though is it, okay, it's really none of anybody's business, yes. Right. But if it's hitting us in the face, don't lie to me about it. Don't spit on my face and say it's raining. But see, that's my point. She never said that this wasn't true. She said, I heard what you guys have been talking about. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying. But I still got the ring on. And until the ring comes off, then then you should be worried. She said, but the ring is never coming off. Meaning, hey, here's the thing. I, don't think any I don't think she ever denied that anything was happening. She just didn't say anything. But she she's said, being evasive. Would you not agree with that? It. But yeah, so, but I feel like if she's I okay, feel like, I feel like she's okay with it. I feel like, okay, and you know what, you might be right, but I just kind of feel like I wish she would say that instead. Because what she's doing is she's circling the subject. And to me, it's like, if you were a bad B, as bad as you claim to have always been, just acknowledge whatever the hell is going on. Like, I don't need to know the ins and outs of it. But what I do need to know is, like, because we see it and we're invested because we love her. And it's right. not like anybody's going to stop watching the show because we're always going to keep tuning in. Right. But I think people, I think it would be worse if she said, you know what? My husband and I are like, he's, this is not true. What you've been reading is not true. And he doesn't have a mistress and all this stuff. I think if, and, and, and there are receipts that show up on the internet, I think that would be worse. She hasn't said that, though. And I don't well, think she even owes us that because that's not her job to talk about that. If she wants to share, like she didn't have to tell us about the sober house. I feel like 
eventually somebody probably would have caught her paparazzi. Well, or something and that was the it. thing. That was the thing. It was already out there. DJ Envy had already like accidentally spilled the beans on the radio show. In addition to that, there were numerous like murmurings like online that were already talking about the fact that she was living in a sober house. So the news was already out there. And I feel like at this point in time, the only reason she mentioned it on her show was because the word was already out there. Yeah, but remember, that's also one of her platforms. Like that's one of the, she has an it organization. Is, it is Foundation. now, it is now that, uh, okay, think about it like this. That, she's had the Hunter Foundation for years. They've had that, it's been over five years they've had the Hunter Foundation. Right, but I'm talking about the sudden urgency with which she is promoting the hotline. Right, well, because so, she was in the I think right, it all goes so, together, you know? I think it I all think goes I, together. I agree. I, I just, I just, in my mind, you know, and I know you have a difference of opinion. I just wish if she's going to keep trying to have these open moments that she would either really be open or not be open at all. Yeah. But you know what I always say to you, everybody doesn't deserve everything. So you, so, and I've, I've lived by that. I, you know, I give people just what I want them to know and just a certain amount of it, but not every single thing. Share a little bit of my life, but I'm not going to give you every single thing because everybody doesn't know how to handle everything. If she put all of this out on the table, that would it'd be all over the shade room and they in the comments there'd be all these people saying even more things about it. You know, if she started going in depth about because the thing is, is as long as she keeps going in depth about it, then it's never going to go away. And who wants to sit up and talk about their marriage or open marriage or whatever? But what people do not understand is Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter are a business. They're not just a married couple. They're a business. They're executive producers of this big talk show. They have other foundations and other businesses and production company that they work on also. So it's not just so, it's not just as black and white as like, oh, your husband's got a mistress or whatever. Oh, I, I think we, we all believe that. I just think that the problem now is that he's being so sloppy that it is impacting their business regardless of whether or not he but wants it to or not. Here's my question. So, what if she's okay with that? What if she's okay, okay with Okay, listen, if she's, if, she, if she's okay with it, I would prefer her just to simply say, listen, I know the streets are talking. I know what's going on. Listen, my marriage is not always perfect. You know, and I don't know what the state of, I, but here's the thing, here's the thing. I, I don't know what the state of my marriage is going to look like a year from now. Let me just be honest with you guys. I don't know. And I, we are going through some things. I think if she said simply that, because here's the thing, nobody's perfect and no relationship is perfect. Do you know how many housewives that are sitting at home and people just in general that are, we both know for, our, for ourselves, when we know that somebody is going through something, it's, it makes them more relatable. You know what I'm saying? I just think she has an opportunity versus either either do that or don't ever comment about it at all. Don't ever comment about, I don't want to know about the, 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 the sober house, the safe house, whatever she's saying. If she's not going to be all the way truthful, then just shut up about it. That's how well, I feel. I don't think the sober house had anything to do with the fact that her husband is is isn't that she's in an open marriage or whatever. I don't think the two had, I think the fact that she suffered with addiction back in the past and decided to deal with it now that's what the relevancy was to that. Also, if you watch her first episode when she came back, 
That's literally what she said. She said, marriages have their ups and downs. No marriage is perfect, but I know who I married and he knows who he married. And she showed yeah. the picture. So yeah, basically the- it's saying like, I know who I married and I know what I signed up for. Basically, my que- my thing is, is what if she's completely okay with this arrangement and situation and does not care what anybody thinks about it, but doesn't feel the need to come out and say to you, hey, I'm in an open marriage like Monique did. Like, I don't think she... I don't think she has to come out and say that. I really Listen, don't. Listen, at the end of the day, if she got in front of the story in a truthful way, I just feel like she would give people less to talk about. That's Maybe the end was, of the, like, you know, for me. Like when I'm in hot, hot topics, like, you know, it, it kind of feeds her ego a little bit that I'm a, a and, bit, that I'm a part of it. Here's the thing. If you don't want to be a hot topic, don't ever make yourself a hot topic. That's the thing. Like, for me, just don't talk about it. Take the Beyonce route and don't talk about the, the fight in the elevator until you are ready to talk about it. Right. In a real way. I guess that's what I'm saying is that, like you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't like being duped as the audience member. I feel like we already deal with that with our president. So why do we have to deal with it from the person who we look towards to get the the real tea? You know what I'm and saying? You know what? I would agree with you if her job was talking about her life. Her job is talking about everybody else's life. Now, if right? Okay. So show, if she was on on the Kardashians and didn't deal with that on the show, like Kardashians deal with things publicly, then we watch the show and we realize, you know, we watch what's going on on the show. If that was her job then I would feel like, okay, you're not being truthful. You're duping us. But that's never been her job to talk about her life. Her job has always been to talk about everybody else's life. Okay, great. I don't think you deserve it. Here's the thing, though. If they don't deserve any of it, they they definitely don't deserve half of it. So don't give them anything if if, if that's her stance. Don't give them anything at all. But like the little bit of nuggets that she's given, everybody can look through it and be like, girl, come on now. Just get, to talk, just get to talking about these other people like you used to. It's not just entertainment. It's also her real life. And when you're going through it and you're exactly. in it right then, Who wants so to talk leave, about it right then? Leave her real life out of it. Don't ever mention it. And then tell your sloppy husband to get his ish together. But see, that's the story. thing. Our viewpoint is she's being, her husband is sloppy. What if she doesn't think so? What if she thinks that's just who I married and this is what I'm okay with? And I don't view it as sloppy. Okay, then she's always going to deal with this type of situation. That's the end of the story. Because at the end of the day, you know, if this situation has been going on for 10 years, the Daily Mail has been following this man around for over a year at this point. (laughs) So they have all the receipts. It's just kind of like, y'all got to clean it up. All right. So we are on two different ends of the spectrum with Wendy Williams. All I can say is that, you know, we will both keep watching. We will both keep tuning in every day because at the end of the day, we love Wendy. All right. So let's get into one of our other favorite topics is The Real Housewives of Potomac. The new season starts May 5th. I am super excited. If y'all listened to last week's show, you know, we were both on trailer watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we were <laughs> we were like thinking 
okay, the trailer's gonna come out this day. It's gonna come out this day. But they pulled a whammy on us and it came out on what? Was it Monday? It was Monday, Monday I think. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting for Bravo because they usually do them on Tuesdays or Thursdays. But, you know, we'll take it however we can get it. What was your reaction to the trailer? Um, I would, th- I, th- I was like, it like these girls came to play this season, first of all. Yes. One, um, I have kind of like I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and I will I, I, I have a lot of questions that I, I think will be answered once the season starts. Okay, um, what are you, what are your questions? Lay them lay them on us. Well, first of all, okay, so you know two of the housewives are friends of mine, right? Candace and Monique. Exactly. Also, remember, I hung out with the two of them together mm-hmm. <laughs> recently. <laughs> but <laughs> in the trailer, it looks like Monique says, I will drag your ass pregnant. I will drag you pregnant and all. I said, oh, you're going to drag me now? So I want to know what happened there. <laughs> I want to know what happened there, too. <laughs> no, they weren't getting along. <laughs> or I didn't know something happened. So, I mean, obviously, I wasn't around for that. But... Um, <laughs> it's like, obviously it worked out but I'm, I'm, I just want to know what it was that happened what I really want to see is what in the hell went on between um, Candace and um, Ashley listen <laughs> Candace <laughs> with that knife and that table I was like what is going on here? But it's so crazy to me because I feel like there's certain things that happen because they're on a show where they share their lives and they share personal things that are going on with them. And then what happens is someone uses it against you. People know that her mother owns the house. So now they're going to be like, oh, I'm in your mother's house and say things like that. Or people knew that Robin was going through financial issues. So then they want to use like, oh, Robin, you know, her financial issues as a you know as a as a way to dig at you because they know that's a hot button for you and so i feel like that like people take that little bit of you when you open up and you share just like we were talking about earlier when you open up and you share things and you think that you're in a safe place to share these things and then all of a sudden here comes somebody using it against you you know just to dig at you because they know that's the one thing that they can get to like really get you you know oh, when yeah. you're arguing that's off you know that we hit below the belt so you know what's funny? I, I'm not that type of person. Yeah, no, I neither. I can argue with somebody and never bring up anything right. outside of that argument that we're talking about right there. But I feel like when you do that, you really don't have anything else to argue about. Like, you're not a good arguer. You're not yeah, like, you're, like you're, you're bringing up old things that, you know. Yeah, it's like, okay, you're off topic right now. So if, the, if that was something that you felt had, had a feeling about, you should have addressed it way back when. But um, back to the trailer. It's it's like when uh, when during the reunion that year when Sheree brought up Nene's um, kid shoplifting in Walmart, exactly, which had nothing to do at all with anything they were talking about. But she feel like she was losing. I feel like people do that when they know they're losing the argument. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So they want to shame you, basically. I agree. Do you think that? um, So uh, okay. Any, anything else that you're really, really excited about in, in regards so to what you're seeing? As we both predicted, um, Katie was came back. Yeah, she's friend of the show, or 
what you know and then also um we also predicted that they were going to deal with the whole michael and the whole um cameraman situation yep yeah Ooh, and i kept wondering how they were gonna you know address it but they definitely well, just put it front people, and center well for people who don't live in in the dmv they might not know that this situation had already been handled he was kind of almost like publicly acquitted of it right but because he he did go on a local news station here um and fox 5 and talk about um about the whole you know thing and, and you know what happened and i think you know there were other housewives i know monique came out and defended them also um and she and ashley weren't even like you know in great terms at the time when she defended her so they're not i mean so i think it's it's going to be interesting to watch the whole world watch it all play out you know when they might have had opinions or didn't know that you know what the true story was or what actually happened um so. you know what's what's interesting is i something that is interesting to me about i like all of them on that show particular you know i was able to interview candace and i she's a riot you know what i'm saying um i've interviewed uh giselle from afar you, yes. i did that i did that interview actually while i was at your house i know i remember <laughs> um and so and i wanted to interview monique um what i love about monique is that I, I get the general sense that even though I think that there are probably girls on the show that don't really like her, I get the sense that Monique's just a good girl. She is. Just in, you know what I'm saying? Just in general, like, you know, I, I, I think she's definitely in the housewives world, but I think she's a good girl. I think she's a hustler. Um, and I think that really comes across and really, she really shines. Right. But she's show. also one of those people that she's not going to just stir up trouble with you just for the sake of doing it. She's gonna wait till you come for her and then all bets are off. Like she's a, the Jersey girl's gonna come out of her. You know? Yeah, I mean I definitely get that sense. I, I feel like um you know so she she comes across despite the fact that she's you know definitely in in the money game on this show. I think that she comes across as a very down girl. Like you know what I'm saying? Just like somebody that you can like go to brunch with, go to happy hour with, you know, run to the mall with or something like that. Describing her to a T. That's exactly who she is. She's also one of those people that likes to see everybody win. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's always I, been one of those people that wanted to see everybody win, which was very funny, which was very awkward for me because watching the show before Monique was on the show, I always liked Giselle. And like, I always, like, I, I thought Giselle was like quintessential housewife. I liked her a lot. And then when Monique gets on there, she comes from Monique and just simply doesn't like Monique for no reason at all. Like, doesn't have a valid reason not to like her at all, just for the fact that I get it, you want to haze the new girl here and there, but like, just really come for her. That made me like, ah, oh, crap, you can't come for my girl like that because she's really a good girl and that's my friend. So now I, I like, I struggle with the fact that I love Monique and that's my friend. But then Giselle is, you know, I liked her on the show before, but then it just made me look at her a different way because you just really just come for people that didn't really come for you and it makes you look insecure. And I really hate that. Like as well, a pretty beautiful woman who is is a businesswoman and you know empowering, you're trying to be uplifting and all this stuff. I don't understand why you just come for somebody who never really did anything to you. 
I, I, lo- I love Giselle and I, I, I somewhat agree with you on that as well because she reminds me of what I what I think of when I think about high school and the head cheerleader, right? Yes. You know, it's like the head cheerleader, she's, you know, been on that varsity squad. She's been kind of like running things. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, Karen is like the other one of the other head cheerleaders. You know, it's usually two co-captains or something like that, right? Yes. And so I yeah. feel like what happened is that Monique came on. Monique is the young freshman that made the varsity squad. You know what I'm saying? Together though, like she got all her stuff together. It's she not got, like, but that's what I'm saying. She's a freshman that got on the varsity squad. She skipped JV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And exactly. so I feel like you know, she's looking at her like, what she do? Let me let me give her a hard time. But and I will say this too. Also, in my mind, I I, I almost want to say that I feel like there, Giselle has to keep that stance with Monique because it makes their dynamic more interesting. If that yeah, makes any they sense. do have their moments like they did last season where she was giving her advice, you know, as as like, you know, and, and Monique even said, I need to see more First Lady Giselle, like this, this Giselle I like, you know. But she's giving her you, advice about like, being yeah. with a strong man, and, you know, and, and ego. And so I don't think I don't think that in real life, in my in my mind, honestly, this is the case. I have to say this. I don't think that in real life that I think outside of this, they would probably be friends because I see them being kind of like two power players in their own regard. You know what I'm saying? But I think that it makes the show better that they don't like each other. Well, just like like, um, I was watching Nini's YouTube the other day and Nini said, producers are just not going to have it where everybody just gets along. Like, this is not exactly, you know. And if you have beef with somebody and you can, and that beef is continuous, that ensures that both of you guys keep coming back. Right, exactly. So I think it's probably to both of their benefits that they never like each other. I think it's to the point where it's like, okay, we tolerate each other. We don't really need to be friends, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because she did say some stuff in the trailer. Um, Oh, yes. She said F F Monique. Right. (laughs) And Monique is like, everybody has to be nice to the pregnant lady. No. (laughs) And it's so funny because, you know, Monique doesn't use profanity. Like she doesn't, like it takes a lot for her to get her to you to curse. It ever mm-hmm. like that's just the way she's always been, you know. So it's it's really <laughs> that's not going to be good. I, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. But I'm super excited and I cannot wait to make it. I know, just and like it's, it's funny because it's, I actually it's it's funny because I actually did talk to Monique. I don't think she'll mind me saying this, but I talked to Monique um, Monday when the trailer came out, and I was like, "Girl, the trailer looks crazy." And she was literally said to me, "It's so interesting to see how." You know, like you live it and then you go back and see how they all like piece it together and edit it. And sometimes you don't get the whole story. And I know a lot of the housewives feel like that, where you did like we were arguing for like, you know, two hours and this was this came out and this was said. But then they edited it down to five minutes and you guys didn't really get to see. And it kind of persuades the audience one way or the other. So that's why they have like, shows like after um they have those shows like Atlanta had the the after the show kind of thing where they all sit and talk mm-hmm. about behind the scenes of what really happened. Because there's a whole nother show. Like they could edit that again and make a whole nother episode. You know, and she literally said that to me. She's like, just the other day, like, it's so interesting to see how they'll have you looking one way, you know, when that's not really what actually happened, you know. 
And that so sometimes that's not fair, but sometimes you know I get there doing it for the sake of a story, and sometimes we as audience we can actually see them doing it. Like we're real smart. We're just like that didn't happen out of sequence. She already did that, or she you know you can tell something they put in there that was out of sequence. So. Well, you know, not to I'm a, I'm gonna bounce around because I do not want to talk about this show today because I I really haven't seen it yet, and I want to. I would like for us to wait until next week to talk about Beverly Hills, but. What something that you just now mentioned made me think about a clip that I saw from Beverly Hills, wherein Camille said to Lisa Renna that Lisa Vanderpump had been manipulating people from the beginning, and they oh, showed a clip. They showed a clip from back in the day. Yes, from I thought back we were talk when about that. <laughs> Camille confronted Taylor. That clip indicates that Lisa was the one who prompted her yep. to do it. Yep. Yep, yep. She's just been doing it for years, apparently. They've done, they've, and they all said, we've all been in situations where she's done this. She did it to Lisa Renna. She did it to, to Camille. Now she's doing it to, to Teddy. It's quite, wait, so you, wait till you but, watch that episode. It's very gonna, interesting. And, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it either after this or I'm going to watch it tomorrow. But my thing with this is, this is so interesting and fascinating to me that we're only seeing this footage now. Mm-hmm. Because now it's relevant to the show, where as it might not have come out that she'd been doing it before, but the producers being so shady, go back and find those clips. And it's funny to me because you gotta, they have to go back and remember where this stuff is. Producers, when they're producing these shows and editing, like, oh, let's go back to episode, you know, season five, episode 10. And find, like, it's really crazy to me that they can, they have this, the way that they can go back and find the stuff that we, footage that was lost that we never even saw. And it's, you know, it's making me wonder, like, you know, I'm still, you listen, they can say that Lisa Vanderpump, you know, um, they can say whatever about her, honestly, I will still always love her because I don't, I don't know why I love her so much. Um, I just feel like she adds so much to the show. But what I will say is that it makes me want to go back and rewatch the whole Munchausen situation. I want to go back and watch the whole situation where she told Brandy to put the the copy of the magazine indicate implicating Mauricio cheating on Kyle back in the day. I really kind of, I, and you but know what see, I also believe? Thing. I feel like you should just, if you're going to be messy like that, at least own the fact that you're messy. Stop trying to hide behind other people and pretend like you're so innocent. And that's what she did. Wait till you watch this episode. You're really going to... Because last week, I think you were kind of like, oh, like, it's just like Teddy tweeted. She said, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for the truth to come out. It takes yeah. more than just an episode. It takes more. Wait till you see this episode. I think you'll probably be swayed from like, huh, this is very interesting now. And the next coming episodes, oh, it's just going to all be bad for her. It's not going to be good. Yeah, and I think kinda, I feel like now she didn't want to shoot with people for that simple fact that she was embarrassed because it all finally came out. And so now you're mad and you're, you're pouting about it. I feel like you're 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 not as innocent as you let on. Teddy owned up to her. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't talk about it yet because you haven't seen it. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna watch it. But you know what's funny is that. Andy said something when they were they were playing a clip of something I saw it somewhere and I don't know if it was the episode that Teddy was on or another episode where they talked about how it was confusing because this happened off camera so we really don't know and Andy said something to the effect of yeah that's what I love about it you know obviously these types of situations they lead the audience to really have strong opinions about it 
which makes us watch the show. Even though everybody and their mama is frustrated with this whole dog situation, we keep tuning in because honestly, it's fascinating. But like Dorit said this past episode, she said, it's no longer even about the dog anymore. Like it's not about Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy. It's, you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about the dog anymore. I, I 110% agree with you. It's now but the character assassinations, it's now worse than that. And it's gotten, it get, goes even deeper apparently later on, which is how I guess her and Kyle had their falling out, but we'll see what happens there. Well, the interesting thing is I wonder, and I haven't seen the episode, so I don't know if this has come up yet, but when they were filming in the Bahamas back in the day, there was a woman that basically came out and attacked Dorit over some money that she owed her from some PK and her, maybe PK owed her or something in the Bahamas during that same time. And it was all over social media at the time when they were filming. It's interesting to me that none of that stuff showed up in the show. Mm-hmm. They've not mentioned one time all of the lawsuits that have come up against PK and Dorit in regards to the swimwear or any of that stuff. I, it, it, it almost seems like maybe it they, wasn't a strong enough story, or either there was some lawyer stuff involved where they couldn't even talk about it. You know, and because I'm, cause, and you know where I'm going. That that's that's a story right there in and of itself. Well, but they do mention. They do say that they feel like Dorit, somebody said it. I don't know if it was Camille or somebody that said they feel like Dorit is phony. They don't know if she's being truthful about her finances. It was, it was, it was Camille. And honestly, I kind of feel like, that, let me tell you something. I saw that clip too on Instagram. I, I catch the clips on Instagram, but I don't always catch the show, which is kind of crazy. But I'm definitely going to watch this episode. But I feel like Camille is the person we needed on this season as a cast member. Yeah. Yeah, she had a lot going on. Her house burned down. She got married. Plus, she's really, like, she can identify with all the other stuff. But she's, she's, I mean, you know, she's pretty much a part of this this last episode. She's in the whole season. It looks like she's pretty much in every scene. Like, it, she's going to probably get that diamond back next year. I really, really hope so, because I feel like she is definitely on point with her her I honestly don't see Denise, I don't see Denise Richards coming back she's you nice know, and she's sweet and she's you know what I mean I don't think she knew what she was getting herself into like or if she was really gonna bring it you know what I mean like she's just too I don't know Although she's really drunk on this last episode, it's really funny. That's what I heard. My um, my producer told me uh, he was like, "You're gonna." She she was hammered this episode. She did not stop talking about her husband's dick. <laughs> um, you know what? I kind of hope that if they take Lisa Vanderpump off the show, you know, because for whatever reason it doesn't work out. In my mind, I wish she would just simply own up to it and say, "You know, yeah, I did it," or whatever. But I really wish they were bringing on Nicolette Sheridan. <gasps> no, but that would be terrible for Lisa Renna. Oh, that would be amazing. No. Listen, I love I love Lisa Renna, but at the end of the day, let me cuz they you know what this show they need somebody that's not afraid a of villain? anybody. Oh, Nicholas Sheraton would I, and I don't see her and and Erica Jane get along at all. I don't see it at all yeah, either. And I'm actually yeah. here for it. I'm here for it because I love Erica. Let me say this. I love Erica Jane as an artist. I like Erica Girardi as a person. I wish that she had her own reality show because I would like her even more. 
Yeah. But During on this days, show, like getting ready I for don't. The show. Yeah. I, on this show, I think that either the other ladies are really scared of her, or they almost look at her like she's like Rihanna. So yeah. it seems hard to have a housewives situation with somebody that is like a superstar that they all look up to. It's just weird. Yeah, I think that I think you're right, but I also think they know who to to pick. They pick their battles with people. They know they can never Lisa Renna knows, I mean not Lisa Renna. Lisa Vanderpump knows she could never ever ever go head to head with um Erica Jane. No matter how she thinks she runs the housewives or how she thinks she's like, you know, the 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 nini of the group whatever she is, you know, there's always the one person who's like the the grand dame or whatever. She could never go up against Erica Jane, the way that she went with Teddy, and Teddy stood up for herself this last episode too. So much so, you oh my god, I wish you had seen it. That she says something, and I can't even remember what it is. I only remember Kyle's reaction. Kyle did the gay gas. She went. <gasps> well, you know, Kyle Kyle gasps at everything. <laughs> I I really wish that they could. She couldn't I believe wish that they could. Stood up to Lisa Vanderpump like that, or like, oh my god, and people look like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that to her. Like they're scared of Lisa Vanderpump. Screw that. scared. Of well, I, I, I've never assumed that any of them were scared of Lisa Vanderpump because I feel like they've all gone up against her in some way, shape, or form. But what I think is that they just know that she's never going to. She's slippery. Does that make sense? But she's never going to own it. Never. They're, they're they're never she's never going to own it and she's always going to get preferential treatment. That's what it is. I don't think that they're scared of her. This I think that they just know that two shows on this on the on Bravo. She had like she yeah. she, she owns the real estate in the gay community like she's not this woman's not going anywhere as far as Bravo is concerned. Good but I almost but what I do need for for Lisa Vanderpump to be is if you're going to be this person be a bad bitch about it. Yeah. Like, literally, just take take the power, like, stop acting like the victim and just be the big bitch that we know that you should be. Be Alexis Carrington. Like, see, be her. With the whole situation with the dog, she can't do that now because she went too hard. She went too right. hard in defending herself. It would be different if she just lied for a second. If you lied that hard, you got to own that lie for the rest of what your life. You cannot go back and just, you have to either just dr have everybody drop it like she wanted to just drop it, or she cannot come out now because she's going to lose so much credibility if she comes out now and says, you know what, I did orchestrate the whole thing, right? And I, you know, even though we know she did, it's almost like the Jesse Smollett thing. <laughs> Oh my God! Listen, like you gotta own that. Like you gotta fight to like. He walked into court like I'm innocent. I know I'm innocent. I gotta own this because I went too hard with the lie. Can we talk about that real quick? Because we never talked about that. What is your verdict on him? God, I don't know. It's so sorry. It's so terrible for me because it's like you know. I think I talked about. I talked about this on another show. Like we have mutual friends, so it's like, oh, I don't know. Like I need. I, I, I want I've your honest. Him. I've never met him, but all I've ever heard about him from, from mutual friends is that he's one of the nicest guys. He's so cool. He's so sweet. He's a great guy. So this seems so out of character to me, and I I, I get sick about it. It's sad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know, my, my, my spidey sense tells me that he's guilty. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, 
have never heard a bad thing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that I've heard about him has been pretty decent. I've always looked to him as somebody that, you know, God, he's really representing for, you know, the black gay community and he's doing it in such a positive way until this whole thing happened. And I think the key turning point for me was watching him on Robin Roberts um, on Good Morning America. That to me, he seemed so disingenuous. Um, There seemed to be so many things wrong with the story Mm -hmm. and it just didn't seem like someone who had just been through something. Right. Yeah. So I guess this is going to be bad. It's like now he's going to be infamous. I don't know. I know. I know. You know, it's, it's, but you know what, you know what though? It's, it's been great for us, us who work in the news and who have to talk about this stuff. (laughs) I hate (laughs) to say this. Listen, these celebrities have given us so much to talk about. This is true. They, they do like messy things. They, they, it's living reckless and, and it's great for news, but it's terrible for real life and, their careers and all it's just because I think this is what I always think about I think about your legacy I think like you know what are you going to be known for are you going to be known for being a great actor or are you going to be known for the scandals yeah yeah I mean that's what's crazy Michael oh my Jackson god the Michael listen about the music. they talk about the music but they mostly talk about the scandals throughout then when Whitney Houston died they talk about the, the drug addictions you know especially since that's how she died it's very it's, it's sad to me that you can work and do all of these things, you know, and you become the sum of one thing in your life. And I really hate that because I feel like, you know, Janet Jackson also amazing. You know, something happens to her. What are they going to do? They're going to talk about Nipplegate. And you, Nipplegate was a split second in time for all the amazing things that these people have done, you know. So I really hate that 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 becomes your legacy. Now we're not going to talk about Jesse Smollett coming from the, the Smollett family of actors and these amazing, beautiful kids, and also an actor that was on, you know, and did an activist in the black community and the gay community and was just a really good guy. Now we, the thing, when you hear that name, for people who didn't even know how to pronounce his name before, you know, now they know how to pronounce it, but not for the right reason. And I'm like, was it worth it? It couldn't have been worth it. Do you think that... Well, have you seen the Finding Neverland documentary? Oh, I, I seen my that. God. I went and took a shower. I was so grossed out. You saw it? Oh, I saw it. I watched it. It took me two days to watch it because okay. I kept having to rewind and pause and, and, and stop it. And, I'm, and I t- called some people and I was like, this is disgusting. I can't even... The, the level of detail... And I'm sure they probably thought, like, let's put this detail in there because it's, it's going to shock people, even if it's the truth or not. It's going to shock people and really make them, like, pay attention. Like, in the same way that, you know, I feel like the R. Kelly documentary, like, they had to go as hard as they did to get people to see this is what this man has done and go into the details so that we really kind of feel what, it, what was happening. But, honey, honey, when you watch... Leaving Neverland. Ugh. The only problem I have with this documentary is the man's dead. That's the only problem I have with it. He's dead. And there's nothing you can say to me. Like, you keep going on and you can... Whatever. Dead. Dead, 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 dead. Never coming back. Dead as hell. 
R. Kelly is still around. And Michael's been dead for 10 years. R. Kelly's still around. R. Kelly was still doing things. You know, I get it. But for Michael, it's just like, what did you guys have to prove by doing this? Even if, if it were true, like you testified and said that it wasn't. And now you're coming back and saying that it is. And it's so convenient. And you can't, they said they weren't paid for it. You cannot tell me that you did, you said you're an idiot. If you sat there and did this two-part documentary and did all these interviews and did all this stuff and you're struggling now to get work, but you didn't get paid for this thing that made so much, but come on. That's crazy to me. Mm. Are, we, are we talking about New York at all? Because we both just watched it. You know what? I, we got so caught up in everything. Let's just dive into it real quick. I just, I just, um, I just before we wrap up. By saying that Ramona Singer is disgusting. Yeah, Ramona's comment about Dennis, um, regardless of whatever the conversation was and regardless of whether or not she was drinking, I mean, it was just the most... Slight, number one, it was just the most Ramona thing to say. Number two, it was just the most callous thing to say. But I feel like just because you feel the way you do about Bethany doesn't give you license to talk about Dennis that way, and especially talk about the de- a dead person that way. Like that's just, and well, I think that was well, more I about think, Bethany I think, than it was about Dennis. I feel like she's saying that, and now Bethany's going to watch that and feel some type of way about her. And I feel like she knew that, and I and I Sonya tried to call her, call her on it. It just, it just, it's disgusting to me. And then I watch back, like how they talk about how she, and I've always thought this about Ramona, the way she talks, the way she comes off and tries to come across, it's so fake. It's so phony. It's the phoniest thing. The way she's just like, oh, you're so gracious. You're so, like, and Bethany was picking at her. Like she seems blank, like one of those people that you, like there's nothing going on behind those eyes, those crazy eyes of her. Ramona is an interesting person in the sense that, in my mind, I don't think that that was necessarily about Bethany. I think she had a dumb thought, i.e. she was saying that he was on drugs, so how smart can he be? I don't even think in her Ramona mind that she just realized you're talking about a dead man and you're talking about your castmate's dead fiance. And then... I think she tried to course correct when Tinsley tried to shut their conversation down by saying, don't, we're not going to talk about this. At that she point, she just started saying, oh, we're, we're not going to talk about and this. We're not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about a dead man. Right. And you know the producers were going to keep that in. There's no way they were going to leave that out. That's too good. That's too Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. They were going to, you know, and the thing about it was, it's like, <laughs> you know, Ramona gets can never get it right with Bethany. But she, she just cannot get it right. Last week, I feel like she wants Bethany and it wants Bethany to like her so much and it's never going to happen because she is so Ramona because Bethany's never going to respect her. But I feel like she wants Bethany to respect her. I feel like she she does not like Bethany, but she wants Bethany to respect her. And if Bethany started respecting her, then she would like Bethany. But before, but since Bethany will never respect her because of the way she is and who she is and the way she, way she talks and doesn't respect her as a businesswoman and looks at her as like an airhead and looks at her as just less than smart, she decides to be, you know, hurtful and 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 bash Bethany, even though she secretly wants this woman to like her because it's like the cool, it's like the cool mean kids don't like me, and I really wish they did. 
So let me just go be, you know, you know, mean to them and let me just say whatever until they like me and then I won't be mean anymore. Which is crazy. Can I just say that I want this, I want this, it feels like the first three episodes was were one long day. Did it not? <laughs> like <laughs> They haven't I, even gone I back was to the like, city yet. They're still in the Hamptons. I was like, are we still at this clam bake? Are we serious right now? Oh, can we get back to the city and get this train on the station? Next week? I am ready for that. I, You know what? It's interesting to me that they didn't just make her a full-time cast member. Well, how about Ramona talking to Colin Barber? <laughs> Manly and masculine. and <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I agree with that assessment. Well, I mean, she she has a toolkit and she builds things and whatever. She's a strong woman. But I feel like Ramona... I feel like Ramona feels that way about anyone who is not soft and pink. And because remember, Ramona said something about how you got to soften up and be with a man and how you have to whatever. Anybody who's strong like that, Ramona sees as like, oh, you're masculine. You're not the most girly girl. You're not soft and pink. You're not whatever. Because she feels that way about Bethany. She feels that way about the man. She doesn't feel. Well, she, she, here's the thing. Lou, it's, I think Luann also just has a manly voice. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> she's got that. She's got that smoky, manly, uh, baritone but voice. Wait, so, <laughs> Ramona is threatened by really strong women because she would like to be strong herself, but she feels she also has these views of like you have to be really submissive and not submissive, but really like soft and very kind of like kind of dumb yourself down for a man. Even though, even if you're smart, like you got to dumb down. She literally said that one time on what, I forgot what season or what episode, but she said that one time. I feel like it was last season. I don't know if I'm correct or not. She did say it one time. And I feel like anybody who's like that, because Barbara's not manly, not really. Barbara's, Barbara is manly. Okay. <laughs> Barbara, it, there was a gift on uh, a meme on Instagram and it said something like, uh, Barbara is dressed like a uh, a gay man from like 1990 or something like that. And I was like, oh, and they showed a picture. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what she looks like. She it just, she just has like this manly <laughs> way about her that I can't. <laughs> Listen, I and, and, and it's, but I don't, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. Side. You know what I mean? She's boss lady on the. Listen. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate her for it. I just feel like she's manly. I, that's it. Well, that's all I can the, say. What do you feel about the taking the food home and and showing up for thirty minutes and then girl, the listen. Honestly, honestly, I was cracking up when Sonya said that. I was like, she's like, I'm taking the lobster. Why that's you just the who I am. Why don't you take a chair? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I was like. How black of them? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a go plate. Because that would have been, honestly. Out. You should have laid at any, the cookout and only there for 30 minutes and fix yourself three plates and then leave. <laughs> I'm going to take a whole lobster. And they didn't even put it in anything. They just threw it inside of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it to Dorinda. We feel sorry for her. She's by herself. <laughs> Tinsley did not want to take it. She's just like, Sonya's like, screw that. I'm taking these big ass lobsters. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Oh my God. I was cracking up yeah, laughing. Like, Ooh, here's some, cake, some cookies. Because I know you have kids. She's like, yeah, my 20 year old son it doesn't give a damn about this pie. <laughs> if nothing else, I just felt like, okay, they, these girls are going to make me laugh. Absolutely. They but see, are going to make it's me laugh. Just for entertainment. 
if you're watching Housewives looking for a moral compass or moral story or more like whatever, then you're watching the wrong show. It's just pure entertainment. Oh yeah. I mean, there might be yeah, a one to learn here and there, but I mean, that's not what we watch it for. Nope. We watch messy mm-hmm. people show their lives, which takes yep. me back to Wendy Williams. That ain't her job. <laughs> if she was on Housewives, we'd expect for you to talk about it, you know. But I, I oh girl. I don't, don't need to get me started about Wendy I didn't again. Think about though, but this is what I didn't think about. I didn't think about the fact that Dorinda would really, you know, really relate to you know Bethany losing Dennis. Dennis, because oh, yeah. it's you know, I think that's you know. But see, here's my thing about Bethany. You can feel however you want to feel about Bethany. You can say whatever you want to say about Bethany. I love Bethany as a businesswoman. I love her sarcasm. I love how quick witted she is, and I love the the philanthropic things that she does too. Like I love the charity and the, you know, whatever. Of course the cameras are there to, to catch it, but I don't think it's done for that reason. I think it's just like, and that's some of the things I think that like people like Ramona just can't take about her. You can say I'm this way, you can say whatever, but you can't, you can't knock my business sense. You can't talk, knock my business savvy. You can't knock my, and I feel like that's your best revenge. Because she's going to sit over there. You have no, you, I leave you no choice but to respect me. Even if you don't like me as a person, you have no choice but to respect me. And, or as somebody who, in charity work. Very, very true. Very, very true. All right. So we're going to wrap up for today. Um, we've given the people a lot today. So you guys have a lot to tune in and listen to and re-listen to if you want and share with your friends. Raleigh, what do you have going on this week that you can that you might want to promote to the people? Well, actually, I am not working this weekend, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> hey. I'm actually off an entire weekend for the first time in a long time. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna kind of have a little mini vacation. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. So I'm sorry if you bought tickets this week, but I won't be there. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Let them know. Um. The only things I have going on are I will be starting to stream live on YouTube starting on Monday, I think. I love that. Um, I I love that so much. And I've been watching. I really need to get on my because, you know, we always talk about our obsession with YouTube. And I've been really like watching Nini's YouTube. And I'm realizing like, you know, what, it doesn't have to be all like this overproduced thing. I can just get on and do it. So I think. No, people really like that. Yeah, I was about to tell you, you should just kind of like maybe just get on your phone and like talk, you know, about, um, you know, even after your show, because people like that sort of stuff. But um, I've really just gotten into it this week and I actually have done a couple of great videos with my phone and they really take me about 30 minutes to edit. And um, after that, I can just post it and they're out there. So follow me on YouTube, guys, because I'm going to turn it up a bit, I think. Um, otherwise, I'm gonna be chilling this weekend. I'm so ready to just like do nothing. I want to go see us this weekend. I want to go to brunch this weekend. Ooh, I'm excited. It's gonna be so good. We have to talk about that next week. Oh, you know we're gonna talk about that next week. Um, so make sure you go see that movie. Um, where can they follow you if they want to know more about everything that you got going on? Follow me on Instagram at Riley Knox. That's really pretty much the only social media that I partake it in like heavily like I'm on other social medias but that's the one that you find everything on alright and you guys be sure to follow her on YouTube as well at Riley Knox because she's going to I, you heard it here she's gonna she's committed slightly we are. we're gonna expand it we're gonna expand it. 
All right, she's expanding. And you guys can follow me at Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky and on YouTube at DJ Richie Sky. And I also started a motivational YouTube channel called The Attraction Mastermind. So you can follow me there as well. I know, I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm. Tips and helpful hints there, guys. Yeah, so tune in to both of those because I'm doing that every day as well. So. Uh, with all that being said, we are going to sign off for this week and make sure to tune in next week. We'll get into some more hot topics and, you know, we get carried away here so we could just talk forever. But be sure to tune in next week. Same time, same place. All right. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Bye.